Hey, George Faria, welcome to the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. Today's special guest is Ross Cameron from Fright Cross MMA in Brisbane, Australia. Now, Ross and I go way back. We've been working together for quite some time, and I've been fortunate enough to witness his business explode from the sidelines. And just recently, he's opened up his new location. And let me tell you what, it's, it's not just any location. Uh, we were on one of our partners' power hour calls, our coaching calls, and Ross took us on a virtual tour through the location. We're going to include a virtual tour on this page as well. But he took us through the whole location and just the multiple floors, the different aspects, the bar, the coffee shop, and of course, the world-class gym. So we break down just the whole process of the two to three years that it took to put this together, the obstacles that he faced with obviously things like COVID, things that weren't expected. And we do a deep dive into the technicalities, um, how to set up your contracts, how to structure your staffing, and a lot of the details that often go missed when opening up a new location. And then we do a bit of a deep dive on marketing and how he's gone about marketing this new location and the the plan on filling it up to 500 to a thousand members over the next 12 months jump in this is a good one also if you head over to martialartsmedia.com forward slash 125 where this podcast episode is hosted so no matter where you're listening or watching uh, you can check out the full transcript of the show and you can also grab a download of our new ebook ultimate Facebook ad formula for martial arts schools. So check that out and make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, uh, just to make sure that you get notified when our next show comes out. All right, let's jump in. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. Ross, what's been the top marketing strategy or campaign that you've run lately? What's, what's been the highest performance? So the best one we've had recently because we've been moving into a new gym has been our foundation membership drive with Facebook and, and video and all the rest of it. Um, and based around that, it was a, a box that we gave away that had different items inside it. Um, we had samples from, from some of our suppliers. We had a, a towel from the gym. We had a water bottle. We had a mouth guard. All the little bits and pieces to make the feel feel comfortable and give them some added value to signing on. Great. So, and what was the offer for the foundational membership? So, for, they got a they got a discounted rate on the on the membership for twelve months. They got a the foundation sign on fee was ninety nine dollars, and in that they got this box that had a, a t shirt, a mouth guard, a water bottle, a towel, samples, 
a card that actually had a link to some uh, extra uh, video content that we had done on how to tie your belt, how, welcome to the gym, uh, how to do a, a mobility flow, all sorts of bits and pieces. Perfect. So I guess we can now give some full context why the foundational membership. So just a, a, a shorter intro. Um, Ross Cameron from Fight Cross in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, if you've been following the podcast, Ross has also been on the podcast before. We spoke about lockdown, uh, which is the event. Modif- what do you call it? Modified jiu-jitsu? Yeah, yeah it's submission, submission grappling. Submission grappling. Yeah. Um, MMA in the cage without the strikes. <laughs> That's the tagline I've been looking for. So you can, uh, if you want to backtrack on that, which was um, episode 37. So, Ross, um, you know, we chat every week, every so often when you're not busy evolving this new, what should we call it? It's like a, it's like the evolution of the martial arts school is almost the way I look at it. Um, and yeah. you gave us a bit of a video tour and showed us what you've got going there. But why don't you give us a bit of a background, the vision and how this all came about? So when I, when I first started teaching martial arts here in Australia, I was, <laughs> I'd moved from having uh, three clubs in New Zealand with um, coaches and school halls and all the rest of it. And we moved over to, to Australia and then I started teaching in my garage and then quickly from that I went to a tin shed. Um, and over, over a period of about 20 years, we've gone from the tin shed to what we have now. As I see it, a very professional, high-end martial arts academy. We put in Fuji mats, we've put in a cage, we've got uh, top-level cardio equipment, we've got um, top-level weights equipment, uh, a recovery center, so ice pods, infrared sauna, massage therapists, uh, physiotherapists, group fitness rooms, the, the, the private PT studios, the lot. And it's not just a, a martial arts school in a school hall, it's taking it to the next level of professionalism. And in doing that, we've had to look at staff contracts, insurances, all the different things that, that you don't actually take into account when you're in a school hall. And sure, you have to have insurances and things in place, but do you need this type of insurance or this type of insurance? Do you need to have 20 million public liability insurance or 10 million public liability insurance? Do you have to have product insurance? Do you have to have uh, insurance to cover your, your income? Do you have to have insurance to cover infidelity? All sorts of bits and pieces. Do you cover your staff for all sorts of weird and wonderful things. So um, it's taken a lot of time to go through and get to that point. But we're there now. <laughs> You're there. Yeah, I remember we started having this conversation. Geez, how, how long ago? It's, it's been a few years, right? Yep, yep. Probably so how many years in the making? I mean, oh, the, the not the planning, the physical actually putting it together. Oh, it's probably two to three years of actually putting it all together. It's not, 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 not a quick process. I'd love to dive into all those technicalities and details of like if you're a school owner and you're looking at taking your business to the next level and uh, elevating your brand and upgrading your facilities and, and 
being this premier school and the process you've taken, like the technicalities that often get overlooked, just take us again through the facility because you left out one big part about <laughs> uh, so what's, in in the, what's in the gym, right? Right. So we have a, we have a building that's uh, our, our, our gym's about 650 square meters. Below that is a is a high end bar. Uh, behind us is a five star French restaurant. Uh, we have a coffee roaster, a brewer, a French patisserie kitchen, coffee shop, all in the facility. Right. So now that brings up a lot of questions. First up is how many students arrive to class and never get up to the gym because they're stuck in the bar. <laughs> None, thank God. <laughs> right. Although they do, they do go to the bar after. Right. There's special punishment if you're late, if you don't make it. Or... Yep. <laughs> Begs the question, right? Why a bar? Why a coffee shop? What, what's the whole idea behind all the add-ons? It's trying to build a community, all right? And it's trying to have things that, that link into what – connect people to what we do. So the bar is the social aspect. The coffee shop provides high-end coffee, uh, cold brew, things that are really good for uh, pre-workout and things like that. And again, it's providing us a social atmosphere where we can, we can take the guys downstairs and have a coffee, have something to eat. People can come in and spend the whole day around the gym without actually having to go out anywhere. Right. So can you give us insight on a bit of the vision? And I think what we'll do, if it's okay with you, Ross, um, if you can do a bit of a video walkthrough after some time and uh, we'll add it onto the onto this page where the podcast is hosted. So you could go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash 125 and, and catch the video there. Because um, that will give you a, a – we were on our, one of our partners coaching – calls and Ross was there and he took us through the whole through the whole gym took up most of the coaching call but <laughs> uh, everyone was really wowed just by it, it's I mean you it's nothing there's nothing I can compare to um, which is just what makes it so so fascinating so what was the whole vision behind you mentioned community and it brings the whole community together but what's the whole vision behind the new fight cross well martial arts is a way of life so the whole vision is actually that whole encompassing community so that's why we have a recovery center that's why we, it's why we have the physios and the and the massage therapists that's why we have the pts people can come in the door and do a workout they can recover they can eat good food and it's all organic it's not rubbish food like the average pub food it's all organic food We've got the microbrewery on, on site that actually brews here with, again, organic. That whole encompassing vision is where we've gone. Gotcha. What are you doing different now with the, new, the whole new environment than you used to do just with running classes and so forth? Well, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get out of doing all the work. <laughs> uh, hiring staff and, and doing those things. Um, so we have we have multiple styles in the gym. So we have boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, uh, wrestling, 
Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, um, Taekwondo, Karate. We have, and then MMA, and everyone's got to fit in. We have like seventy-two classes a week, including Pilates and yoga, and so we've got a lot more of a of a community pool because we have all these other add-on sessions. Is there something you do different to build a community when you've got all these various styles and you you attract a different caliber of type of person that resonate to these different styles? Yeah, you, you have to be you have to be more you have to be more on the ball with, with the community building. As in, um, I spend a lot of my time now actually just talking to people. The connection between them and, and me has to be really good because of if I'm not taking all the classes, they 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 lose contact of who you are and what you do and all that sort of stuff. So you've got to spend the time around the, the facility, meeting with people, talking with people, building the, the community by organising. Like we're, we're doing David Goggins 4x4x48 as part of a team. We'll have a barbecue the whole weekend. We'll do all those things and just constantly doing that sort of stuff rather than just here I'm at the class, here's the, the, the grading barbecue and away we go. Gotcha. And that's where a bar just works well as well, right? Because it brings the community together. Yep, yep, yep. So even even, even um, some of our little social club meetings, a Friday night sparring session after Friday nights, lots of the guys just go downstairs, have a beer and a burger and then toddle off on home. So Love it. All right, so let's get into the nuts and bolts, right? I mean, what goes into this? So first up, you, you, have, this, you have this vision, and now you've got to get to work and turn the vision into reality. Yep. Right, so what sort of the – walk us through the few, first few steps and how you go about yeah. all this. Besides, besides all the planning, <laughs> uh, of dreaming and, and sketching and all that sort of stuff, you get a building or you lease a building or whatever. The first thing is sort of we, we were <laughs> finding the zoning and making sure you have council zoning to be able to run a, a, a sport and rec facility. Step one, you know, if you don't have sport and rec, you can be closed down by the council at any moment, any moment. Before you continue, I think, and, and you pointed at it, right? After the planning. So I think we shouldn't just brush over that part, right? You've got this vision. What goes into the planning? And you've got a bit of experience in, in this type of thing as well. Yep. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an engineer by trade. Um, so <laughs> planning, planning is, is uh, <laughs> the key to everything. So planning out how your building's going to look, the layout of your building, your color schemes, your which mats you're going to have, what cage you're going to have, uh, what staff you're going to require, what classes you're going to have, how you're going to get the stuff into the building, when you have to get the stuff into the building, when you have to have your insurances in place, when your staff has to come on board, what contracts you need for your staff, whether or not you've got enough insurance to cover your, your product in your pro shop, and the, the equipment on the floor, whether or not you've got enough to, to handle the 
if, if it all goes bad, having game plan B, C, and D. Yeah, there's lots to go into it, many moving parts. Right. Now, the plan B, C, and D played a big role, right? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. we weren't yep, expecting you, the big old COVID to come around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we, were, we had a, an eight-month delay in actually getting into the building um, due to building <laughs> issues due to COVID. Um, so in that time, we've had to, to, to go to game plan <laughs> B, C, and D, and we were doing things like uh, running out of one of my franchises. We were running out of a coffee shop next door taking classes, so we had local community. We were doing stuff in the park. We are doing boot camp type stuff. All these bits came into play so that we could keep community involvement here in the, in the actual area where the, the gym is. All right, let's continue the journey. We've done the planning. Uh, we, we're getting the, all the infrastructure set up. What, where do we go from here? So I, I still think the first thing you should make sure is your building's got, once before you sign the lease or before you buy the building, check the zoning, make sure that you have the correct zoning because if the council comes along and shuts you down, you're shut down. Um, happened to one of my franchises that the, the zoning got changed once and they had to go and get a uh, environmental impact study done on the, on the traffic coming to their gym to prove that they could stay. And it cost him about $25,000 just to do that. So I would make sure that that's a big tick to start with. Once you've got that, then you can start your nitty-gritty into, like, what classes do you want to run? Because that'll tell you what equipment you require, what sort of a gym you want to be, if you want to have, if you want to have weights and you want to have, we want to be a CrossFit box and a martial arts gym, or if you want to be um, a health and fitness centre and, and a martial arts studio. And then you can start planning out your, your equipment. Once you've got your equipment, then you can start planning out what insurances you need, what classes you're going to need, the staffing you're going to require for those. And then you start going into if you're needing staffing, are they casual? Are they permanent? Are they, uh, are you going to have to pay um, PAYG? Are you going to have to pay supers? Are you going to have to do all those things? Are you going to, and your contracts that you require for those, each one takes 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 time, takes energy, and takes effort. Um, even if you have good lawyers, and I've got good lawyers, um, you've got to still make sure that you tick all your T's and, and, and dot all your I's. So, what issues did you run into that were completely unexpected and that you potentially hadn't planned for or planned for? Well, um, COVID. <laughs> right, um, we didn't see that one coming, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the effect COVID had on delays meant that the staff that I had organised, a lot of them were, were not here, not available when we actually got to moving into the gym. So I've had that reshuffle of staffing and organising things that has taken me longer because of the fact that this, the delay was there. Council approvals took longer than expected. Building compliance took longer than expected. All those, all those things that that you think, oh yeah, we'll just get it ticked off, and it's, oh no, this braille sign's not in the right place. Um, this fire exit <laughs> needs another sign. Uh, that door swings the wrong way. 
all those little bits and pieces just yeah take time and take energy how do you go about your employment contracts and the accounting and so forth and i mean if we can talk about budgeting as well how you went about all that accountants are, are great if you have a good accountant they'll they'll make your business we did we did a whole financial modeling so we sat down and we went through and we worked out you know our cash flow our, our spend um funding the equipment not funding the equipment funding staff how long it's going to take to ramp up the numbers to get to where we want to be um so we did a two to five year cash flow then we could sit down and go right what other issues do we have here as, as an accountant what do you see and they always go you know the next level is your staffing is going to cost you you got to make sure that you get your contracts right you got to make sure that you are planning to hire slow fire fast <laughs> um make sure that you're looking looking after your people but make sure that they're not costing you money and contracts for your for your staff again it's that are they casual are they permanent getting the technicalities of your employment contracts correct i'm lucky i've got i've got not only do i have good lawyers i actually have an employment contract lawyer as a member in the gym so i was able to go um tell me what i need to look at now go to my lawyers and say now write this um and it's it's interesting to see all the little intricacies that you've got to have in there and then you've got to worry about your, your contractors so if you have um a guy who takes two bjj classes a week and is he he a contractor you need to have a contract with him it's not just hey mate i know you're a bjj black belt can you take a couple of classes for me oh yeah it's 50 bucks a class no worries it's not that easy these days because if you do it wrong it bites you on the ass and what can go wrong with that because i think a lot of people do that right they just you've got you've got the top guy at the school and you're like all right we'll give you a couple of bucks to run the classes what's the downside well number one number one he could open a gym down the road even though that's technically a breach of what's called fiduciary duties so they're not allowed to do that but they do because that's never <laughs> happened before has it <laughs> never happened at all um, so if you have your contracts in place that's going to cover your bum for that sort of thing you can't stop them from opening a martial arts school but you can stop them opening a martial arts school within a certain area to compete with you so there's there's the sort of the the fine line of of understanding what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do and you only know that through experience or lawyers very important yeah and as the contractors you know do they have their insurance do they have their first aid certificate do they have and by signing the contract you get them to agree that they have all these things in place and then when there's verbal involved it doesn't never it never never lasts if it's written you can go back to that writing contracts 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 it's right. like an engine does it <laughs> <laughs> now how did you decide between because you've got this massive organization um that runs i mean morning to, you said from 6am to 5:30am to 9pm 5:30 to 9am all right and there's lots happening so you've got permanent staff you've got casual staff contractors 
how did you decide on who you need and did you work on a ratio or like a ratio of students? How did you determine what staff you were so what I, need? What I work, so what I worked on is actually the skill bases that I require to cover the multiple disciplines. So my boxing coach that I have as a contractor, a boxing, he's a boxing coach, he's a CrossFit coach. Uh, he used to fence for Australia at an Olympic level. Um, he's done Muay Thai and Karate. So he covers multiple bases. The same with my BJJ coach. The BJJ coach I have, and he's, a, he's not only is he a BJJ black belt, he's also a Karate black belt. Um, my PTs that I have, they have, tend to have boxing or kickboxing backgrounds as well as being PTs. So we've got, even down to some of the, the reception sort of staff, I have one of the reception staffs, a remedial massage therapist, so he can cover multiple angles for me. So sit out, work out the skill bases, then try and find the people that will fit those skill bases. And then what about culture? That's, that's a huge thing. Culture is a huge thing. And culture comes from the top. So you have to drive the culture and what you want and how you want people to act and behave and um, talk, even down to talking. So <laughs> all the boys have their locker talk and things like that. If I catch them having locker talk anywhere in the gym, I'm, I shut that down straight away. You know, I want a large percentage of my clients to be female, so I'm not letting the locker talk go on in the, in the gym and things like that. So I set the rules, and, and I'm told I'm pretty hard on people, but um, I think you have to be hard to set a, the culture that you want from the beginning. Tell people how you expect to be uh, treated and then expect them to come up to that standard. And what's your strategy with that? Are you just – I mean, you just – I know you're pretty, pretty straightforward with a smile on your face, right? But is that just your approach? You just go out and tell people, yep. that's not cool? Yep. Pull them aside? Yep. Or... I like the military principle. I don't tell people off in front of, front of other people. I'll pull them aside and ha have a word to them. Um, but I pick when I do it as well. I try not to do it so it's <laughs> too obvious or, or if they're making a fool of themselves when they shouldn't be or something's dangerous, I'll say something then. So, All right. Are you going to open a big center like this again? Another one? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Cool. Great. <laughs> what would you do different this time, if anything? Um, yeah. Avoid COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably more planning, more control over, over, over certain parts that I just let, let other people do. Um, one of the big things that I've learned out of this, and, and I'm a big believer in doing this anyhow, is learn every job. I don't need to do it, but I need to understand how every job works. Then if someone's not doing their job, I can point it out and I can just tell them how I want it done, or, but I've got to know every job. Handy being an engineer, because that means I, I, I look at all those things and get most of it so yeah but I, that would be more planning and more understanding of every bit that goes into it before i get the person to look after it and that means marketing too right absolutely yep um marketing is one of the things that i've had 
other people do before. Um, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a believer in that I should show you your job, tell you your job, and let you do it. And if you don't come up to the to the to the the T, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack you across the knuckles. Um, I've had a few guys that have done that for me, where they've come up and then just disappeared, or they've gone and hidden from me because I'm they know that the, the knuckle crack's coming. <laughs> um, you've got to be able to hand over the job to somebody at some point, otherwise you spend 24 hours a day doing every job. Um, you still need to understand every job. You just don't need to do every job yeah and and so i mean that's something i i deal with a lot just with with marketing um and and i think it's obviously if you're a school owner and you've got all this on your plate and now you've got to handle marketing i mean it's just easier to hand it off to someone and just say you know can you do it that's great the problem is if you don't know the strategy You've actually just handed over the drive and the growth of your business to a person yeah. or foreign entity, and if they don't perform as they do, your business is crippled right there. Yeah. And and this is, I guess, my big pet peeve with with sometimes with agencies because they can start out, you know, or the go to guy that is doing all these great things decides to do your marketing for you, and he does well. But then he realizes, all right, well, I'm going to make a business out of this. I'm a good marketer. Maybe I'm not a good business owner. And most agency owners would know when you get about 10, 20 clients, you better have your systems in place. And so the person that was your go-to guy becomes your not-so-go-to guy. And again, you're looking for the new one. Yep. Yeah. And and exactly it. With agencies, it's exactly the same as if you have – and, and every martial arts school works the same sort of way. They all work on their community. So Joe Bloggs knows how to do this stuff. Can you give give it a crack for me? And then later down the track, doesn't work. So you've got to know the, know the how to do the job and then have some KPIs in place that you can check and all the rest of it and have control over it all. You don't want to hand that control over to somebody. So you get an agency doing it and they're doing everything for you you've got no control over it at all. Suddenly you've got no data, you've got no, no information that you require to keep your systems moving. Yeah, and I think there's a special place in hell for agency owners that set up your accounts on their business, their own Google accounts, their own Facebook business managers, and they run your ads and they keep your data and your accounts hostage. And so you uh, yep. walk away with nothing, and that's a yeah, real thing. Yeah. I couldn't believe that was a real thing, but that's actually a real thing. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen it on on multiple levels in the same sort of thing, um, not just Facebook marketing, but in, in, in <laughs> other areas of marketing where they just keep everything and keep it hostage until they either you pay them what they want to get paid, or uh, you, they just take it and go. Crazy stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so Ross, I mean, it's, 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 I feel it's always the lame question, right? But it's such a topic that I, you know, you've got such extensive knowledge on all this and um, I just want to make sure I get all the information from you. Is there something I should be asking you that I haven't asked yet? 
No, I think the next sort of the next thing for us will be our, our ongoing marketing campaigns and planning out our year for month by month by month by month, week by week by week by week. When we have to, when we have to have our marketing running by, when we're having our campaigns end, how we're planning those little bits. Sounds funny, but the artwork and the copy are, are once you've got it right, it's easy. The planning and, and execution of when you need to execute it at the right time, because you can always put out an ad, and whether that ad is actually beneficial for the timing is the issue. So if you run run your Christmas special in August, it's not going to work. <laughs> but if you run your Christmas special four weeks, six weeks out from Christmas, you've got a bit of lead time up, and you've got the 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 groundswell to hit just before Christmas. It's perfect timing. Same with you know your February fitness or your your, your New Year's resolution stuff. If you're trying to do that as uh, July, it doesn't work. You know everyone's hunkering down for the winter and they're not not thinking about getting out and moving and doing all those bits and pieces. So timing timing's the important part for your marketing. Understanding your market, understanding when you have to hit the go button, and then having a process from that that says, I need my artwork ready by this date. I need my wording for this date. I need to have my flyers printed on this date. I need them distributed by here to be able to get the result I want on this date. So all that, that sound, and it sounds very easy, but you've got to have the systems in place to make it happen. Because if you, if you don't have the systems in place, you just won't do it. Yeah, totally. I, I want to ask you just um, because you touched on design. How how important do you feel is the design from top level through to your social media and how do you combine it? So design is really important. So I go down to, to and this, this is a bit old, I don't have, have business cards anymore, but I used to go down to how the business card felt in your hand. The paper, the weight, the the, the, the gloss, if it was embossed or not. So your design and everything being the same image, the same look, the same feel is so important because if you haven't got an even playing field when it comes to that and you drop the ball on, on an ad that doesn't look anything like what you actually do, and I see it quite a bit in... Uh, well, the classic is you see ads out there that don't have their phone number or their email address. Or um, there was a fight show here in Queensland that um, wrapped up a whole bus with just their name and all the rest of it, and didn't have a website, didn't have a phone number, didn't have when the event was, no details on the bus. And the bus drove around for about eight weeks before the fight show with no real marketing material on. So it's that, it's that little things. Um, I'm quite lucky. I have a, a, a graphic designer that I use in Japan. Um, he's been a student of mine for many years, and he always looks at the little things and goes, "Oh, you've missed out your phone number here, or you you can't notice where your address is, or and everything you do." So leaving off yes. your, leaving off your, your website on on a flyer. Yeah, we were just chatting about this on the on the coaching call, partners coaching call yesterday. Um, but I think what just to add to that, 
things that are so important. We were talking about timing, you know, your frame. Uh, we always say change the frame. You know, don't, need to, don't necessarily have to change your offer. Just change the frame that your frame is relevant. You know, what is yep. the talk? What are people talking about right now? Is it Mother's Day? Is it Easter? Etc. Um, and then one of the top mistakes we always see on any ad or any promotion is no call to action. <laughs> it's like, here's the ad, but like, what the hell do I do to get this thing? And yep. then, and then just lastly, um, the wrong call to action on the wrong platform. Because if you've got this super spanky flyer, that's really great when you hold it in your hand and it's got a phone number. But when you're seeing it on social media, you look at the phone number. If I'm on my phone, I can't click it. I can't type. I can't write it down. There's nothing I can do. So yep. it goes into the, I'll check it out later basket, which means there goes your lead. Yep, exactly. On social media, you've got to have your links on your email addresses, on your email campaigns, have your links to things. Big mistake. I see it all the time. And, and not by just martial arts businesses. You see it by some big businesses doing, making huge mistakes. And so just what Ross was mentioning on branding, I think what's important here, just to add on that aspect, if you're running campaigns back to back um, and you have a brand identity and people can see, you know, you see this with, I always look at Apple. You know, if you, you don't have to know, you don't have to see an Apple logo to know it's Apple. It's just got this, the colors and the design speaks for, speaks for itself. If people are seeing your ads all the time, you know, and they might not respond to this month's campaign, next month, the third month, but if you've got a design and a concept that people resonate with and they see when they're ready, whenever that is, and they see your ad, there's a bit of a trust factor that's been built just because they're familiar, the familiarity of your brand. Um, so, yeah, definitely important to keep that congruent from from top down. Yeah, the classic the classic with that is Coca-Cola. You know, they don't they don't have to change a lot, but they still have to market. So yeah. You know what it you know you know it's a Coca-Cola brand, you know it's the colours, the the look, the flow. But yeah. So Ross, what's next? What's next? What's next uh, for Ross and Fight Cross? So for the next 12 months, it's consolidation. We're aiming to have somewhere between 500 and 1,000 members at the, the, the facility here. And then I'm looking to purchase some more buildings um, and expand. So that's the, that's the plan. Now, if you don't mind sharing... <laughs> Wrapping some numbers around this, what budget do you set aside? I mean, what budget do you set aside for your current location? And when people see the video, they'll get a good aspect of what it's what it's about. And how would you be budgeting for the next round? So I've I've spent and fit out wise, I've spent about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fit out. So it's not a cheap fit out. And so, everyone yeah, will it, see why. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And it's the, it, it is it is what you're what you're trying to achieve with your with your building and your fit out. Um, like I say, even down to choosing the mats, I chose uh, Fumi mats, and I chose the t traditional 
um, tatami green, matte finish and all the rest of it for the right look. Yeah, so I've spent extra dollars to make sure I got the right look and the right feel because it's so important. So. Epic. Well, Ross, great catching up again and would love to catch up again when, yeah, just maybe not on the next location, but just in between and just, just chat about your experience with, with running the business and how things are going. Um, any last words? Uh, how can people find out more about you? We haven't even spoken about the events and things that you run, uh, but where can people find out more about you? Um, I'm, I'm all over social media. So uh, Ross Cameron MMA on Instagram, uh, Fight Cross, Ross Cameron on Facebook, Aftershock, Lockdown, Hammer Fight Nights. They're, they're, all, they're all over social media. So <laughs> at one stage, I did a lot of social media work. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome, Russ. Great. Thanks, Thanks so much. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. No worries. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group and in there, I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow, and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community, and an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group, so martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P, uh, there's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group, that will take you straight there. Uh, request to join and I will accept your invitation. Thanks. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.